You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, the Arizona Cardinals go into Dallas and get a convincing win that everybody in the Rise Up Red Sea market, fan base, media members, and team, most importantly, desperately needed to kind of solidify some things on both sides of the ball for the Arizona Cardinals. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals. Bo and I um, enjoyed this thoroughly. I'm just going to go out on a limb and, and speak for Bo. Uh, follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. We appreciate everybody first off who interacted with us during the game. This was a little bit more of a, a, a fun journey, something we hadn't necessarily experienced before, uh, you know, this year at least, and uh, we hope for some more to come. We are the number one non-affiliated Arizona Cardinals podcast, and uh, we felt it tonight, and we really appreciate everybody that reached out that um you know enjoyed this journey this this uh victory with us and uh it wasn't exactly how Bo or I thought the Cardinals would get to 38 points but it was on the hands of the defense and not necessarily all Kyler Murray in the offense that got us there we'll talk about that a lot first uh this football season will be different and Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season Pepsi's the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. The Arizona Cardinals defense angered a 38-10 victory over the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas, and this sets the stage for the stretch of the season the Arizona Cardinals have been looking forward to to see exactly where they are in the NFC ranks. That's the Lockdown Cardinals lead story. I'm Alex Clancy with Bo Brock. Now, Bo, we didn't really know what we were going to get when we started watching this game. We talked yesterday about a lot of question marks surrounding this team. Who's going to stand up? Is the defense going to be able to take advantage of the putrid offensive line, whether it be through injury or or uh, retirement that the Dallas Cowboys have sustained? Are they going to be able to get to Andy Dalton? Are they going to be able to stop Ezekiel Elliott? I think all of those answers were emphatic yeses. Yeah, no doubt about it. I don't think any of us expected this performance from this defense. There are a couple things we were absolutely wrong about, and one was that Andy Dalton was a capable quarterback. He showed that he wasn't, but the Cardinals did a good job of making him uncomfortable the entire game. Uh, One thing we're absolutely correct about was the Arizona Cardinals, if they could slow down Ezekiel Elliott, they're going to make life on themselves a lot easier for this contest. Not only did they slow down Zeke, they embarrassed him tonight, Alex. 12 carries, 49 yards. He has the two fumbles in the first half on a back-to-back series. What After a slow start for this offense, this got everything in the onslaught just was poured on by the Arizona Cardinals after that. It was 0-0 after one quarter. It was 21-3 going into halftime. It was because this defense was able to, you know... I, I can't give him full credit because I thought a lot was on Zeke and his poor, you know, handling of the football, but good on the defense for forcing those turnovers and then the offense taking advantage and capitalizing after a very slow start. I mean, I can't believe we're talking about a 38-10 win where Kyler Murray completes nine passes. Yeah, you know, it was 
it's a beautiful thing to see a young quarterback actually get some help from his defense. And it's not something we've really seen since Kyler Murray uh, has been drafted and played for the Cardinals over the last year and, and almost a half at this point. Nine for 24, 188 yards and two touchdowns, um, 74 yards on the ground and another score. It, I, I'd been you know monitoring throughout the game. Kyler was eight for 19 at one point for 124 yards and a touchdown. And 80 of those were on that one play to Christian Kirk. So it's not something that, you know, we'll focus on this throughout the week. We'll talk about it a little bit, but it's nice for a young quarterback to be able to rely on his defense to keep them in games and inevitably, you know, set them up on short fields to get easy touchdowns, especially with an offense that hasn't been clicking on all cylinders by any stretch through five weeks of this season. So it's, it, it was a, Weird game. You saw two high school teams playing in the first quarter, uh, a bunch of punts in a row, and then the first quarter uh, almost came to a close with Ezekiel Elliott's fumble, set up the Cardinals' first touchdown. Um, the run game got there. Like pretty much everything that needed to happen that had a question mark surrounding it going into the game tonight, regardless of who the opponent was and how decimated by injuries they were, came through. And this actually strengthens this strengthens strengthens the foundation for the Cardinals moving forward, where if they would have lost tonight to a backup quarterback and a depleted offensive line and a secondary that is the worst in football, pretty much, it would have we would have been talking a much different tale now than we did when they got the victory. Absolutely. And, you know, we were wondering what that pass rush was going to look like without Chandler Jones. And early and often they were making Andy Dalton feel uncomfortable. We see three sacks from the 2017 draft class where it's, First round pick, Hassan Reddick, he gets two sacks in this contest. Buda Baker gets his uh, gets a sack in this contest as well, plus he racks up the tackles. And one thing where Alex is absolutely Nostradamus, uh, before this game was even played on Monday, Buda Baker secured his first interception of his career. But, uh, man, it is interesting. When you look at this, if you take away the points off of turnovers, it's just 14 to 10, final score is. I mean, as far as points that were just created by this offense by starting drives, uh, there wasn't a bunch of it, but there were 24 points off of turnovers, including three touchdowns, and it was a big difference maker. And it just it just goes to show how much how such a luxury that is in the NFL. But the Arizona Cardinals, Vance Joseph had his defense ready to go against the Dallas Cowboys offense that we were kind of curious to see with Andy Dalton under center, and they just absolutely came to play, showed up, and had an incredible performance on Monday Night Football. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Coming up next, the MVP. We're going to talk about him, Buda Baker. Uh, he was he was on the radar at least for you know Arizona Cardinals uh, constituents, fans, media members, and obviously the Cardinals. Um, he got the big money deal. He's the highest paid safety in football. I think he officially arrived on the national stage tonight. And we're going to talk about that next on Locked on Cardinals. This football season will be different, and Pepsi's going to get you ready for the game, no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi's a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels, because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watchers. Coming back here, we do want to give a solemn farewell to uh, 
one of our listeners, uh, Dino's beloved dog, Bruno. Listen, Bo and I were talking about this after, you know, uh, Dino, who listens to the podcast, and I'm sure he's listening now. Um, Bo told me before we started the podcast, he's like, we got to give a shout out to Bruno, right? I'm like, yeah, uh, we do. Listen, Bo, tell him what you said after. I said, I'm, I'm a big softy, man. I mean, when it comes to animals, and especially I'm a dog guy. I mean, I just uh, it just tears and tugs at my heartstrings when I see something like that. So uh, yeah, big big time shout out to Dino and Bruno. Big victory for Dino in, or Bruno, who was uh, wearing his Cardinals getup uh, before he passed. Uh, just uh, I was glad that we could hopefully maybe lift the spirits of a of a loyal listeners of of ours. Absolutely. Not only is Bo a softy, but he has soft takes all the time. So it kind of goes <laughs> on brand with Bo being a huge softy in so many different respects of the word. So Buda Baker showed out. Um, I called for him to have an interception. I didn't demand of it. I, uh, I projected that he would get his first one of his career. He was on the ball at the strip sack for Zeke. I think it was his first fumble. Is that right, Bo? It was, it, was, it was one of the two fumbles. He was he was ball yes. hawking around Zeke uh, when Zeke fumbled. Um, he had the interception of Andy Dalton later in the game, and he had that iconic Buda Baker monstrous sack of Andy Dalton that, you know, he was untouched. I probably could have sacked Andy Dalton coming, coming off the edge in that play. Uh, but Buda Baker, um, he surprised me. At the level he played tonight, I mean, we knew that he was that he's now definitely the anchor for that defense with Chandler Jones on the shelf for the rest of the year, and you could see the leadership quality starting to come out midway through last season, where it's like, oh man, this guy just nailed George Kittle on uh, on national television. It's like, oh, people are starting to kind of give them respect for the hitter that he is because he's not big, you know, he's not Legion of Boom size, but the dude is fast, he's quick, he's an animal. And um, he showed all of those things tonight, being all over the field and being the true anchor. Like, we're worried about Patrick Peterson, or we're at one point worried about Patrick Peterson, if he were to not come back to form this year. I think the Cardinals found their leader. I think the Cardinals have their anchor on defense for hopefully the next decade in Buda Baker. And they traded up for him in the second round. And a lot of people didn't know about him because he played in the Pac-12 and they start their games at 8.30 at night. So the East Coast is all asleep. But this dude has seriously shown that he belongs in the top tier conversation of safeties in the NFL. Yeah, we said this on Monday during our podcast leading up our, our preview of the show. And it was not only did you have the, the interception, you think you thought that it was the circumstances were going to be right for it. But we said this about a player tonight uh, for Monday night. It says he needs to embrace the moment and needs to place himself as a future star in the NFL on Monday Night Football. And we were talking about Kyler Murray, but <laughs> it was Buda Baker. Yeah. It was Buda Baker. I mean, he was all over the field. Not only did he have the sack that where he just lit up Andy Dalton, but he almost had a second sack in the game. Uh, he had a couple hits on the quarterback. And, man, I mean, we, we were very curious what this was going to look not only were you losing arguably your leader on defense in Chandler Jones, but you were absolutely losing a lot as far as your pass rush and how Vance jo Joseph was able to supplement that pass rush in the absence of Chandler Jones was pretty masterful tonight. Now, yeah, look, it was against the patchwork offensive line for Dallas. It was against the stationary quarterback in Andy Dalton. But regardless, you can, only, you're, you can only play who you play, and they got the job done, and they got it done at a very high level tonight. I mean, they forced more turnovers than I think they even had combined going into this game. 
uh, you know, as far as the, the Monday night football contest is concerned. I just can't help but look forward to Seattle and wonder what Vance Joseph's packages are going to look like. Because midway through this game, and this is not negating anything the Cardinals did tonight. Because as you mentioned, they have to play who they play. And you win in the NFL and in all professional sports by exposing your opponent's weaknesses. That's that's the name of the game. And they did that to a T tonight. I wonder, because Seattle's offensive line isn't top tier either, if they would risk doing the the blitz packages that they put together tonight with Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett on that offense. I just don't know if the pass rush was fast enough for a quarterback of Reg, uh, of Russell Wilson's ilk. And it, it just we'll talk about that later on in the week. It's just nice to see the defense have a pulse. And they and, played with a lot of great energy the entire game. And I'm talking from the defensive line to the back end. I thought Byron Murphy had one of his best games as a pro. Absolutely. I mean, I mean they just they were flying around the field. They were gang tackling. They were hitting guys hard. And, uh, I mean, if they can continue to play like that, I mean, even a high-powered offense like Seattle, I mean, yeah, you're right. I think that they, they're going to have uh, – they're going to be able to play with anybody if they play with that level of, of uh, intensity each and every week. But that's, that's another story. I'm just trying to really process everything that, that we watched. And it's still – Drake Kirkpatrick on the defense, I wanted to mention him. I think he, he left the game late with some sort of injury. I, I, didn't, I didn't catch exactly what it was yet, but uh, that's why Kevin Peterson was in the game late and uh, passing out pass interference is like, uh, like it was Christmas. Um, Drake Kirkpatrick showed something that I was really excited about. Uh, Cajones. Like he, when was the last time you saw an Arizona Cardinals defense get into any sort of scrum on the field? You know, like the Arizona Cardinals defense in 2015 and around there, they were feared way more than they have been over the last three seasons. There's, I mean, they seem softer. And now when you have Buda Baker come in, he's a hard hitter. And you have Draker Patrick come in, who just, he likes to, he just likes to just mess with, meth, mess with, players from the opposing team. You saw two 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 scrums last night because of Drake Kirkpatrick. And I it's just it's like you'd much rather have that guy on your team than not. And he may cause you a personal uh a personal foul call once in a while, but at least it shows that maybe this team, this defense has a little bit to be feared. And that's definitely something that's been lacking for the last 3 seasons. I mean, he's kind of the old school SEC defensive player we haven't seen it you know in 2020 but what Alabama and what SEC defenses used to be and I think Drake or Patrick plays with an edge like that and uh yeah it is refreshing to see I mean it's just it's it's you're absolutely right it, it is refreshing to see this Cardinals defense play with an edge uh something that we haven't seen probably since 2015 when it had uh, a lot bigger names on the team uh back then but you know, they played like it on, on Monday night and Drake Kirkpatrick, you know, you can say what you want about the in interception and how he he probably, he did. He tackled C.D. Lamb, but he, he was able to get to that. The refs missed it and the Arizona Cardinals were able to, at the time, force their third turnover of the game and turn it into another, uh, turn into some more points. Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Locked On Cardinals. We're going to talk much more about this. Coming up next, it's going to be the Kyler talk. Kyler completed nine passes 
and the Cardinals scored 38 points. Is this more about game flow? Is this more about the porous run defense that the Cowboys displayed? Or is it about Kyler? We're going to talk about that next, Locked on Cardinals. First, um, something I'm awful and porous with is knowing anything about cars. Uh, RockAuto.com is a family business. It's been running for 20 years, all online. Go to RockAuto.com. They have all the all the parts you need, all the manufacturers, whether you're a pro or a, an amateur or below an amateur like me. All the prices are all the same for everybody. They're all reliably low. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. So another one that we're happy to have on board. You know we love Built Bar, and this is Built Go. Built Go makes you the best you at whatever you do. So they're telling you to break through your wall, whether it's mental or physical wall. Break through it with Go every day. It's easy. These things are one and a half ounce packages. Put in your briefcase. If you have a presentation, put in your golf bag to power through the back nine or put in your pocket to get through the day. Build Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's like five-hour energy without that same crash feeling. Plus, it's all natural, so it's better for your body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. There's three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. Now, how does Built Go work so well? Well, Built Go combines energy gel and collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into your system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. Visit BuiltGo.com. Use promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Cardinals get a big victory, 38-10 on the road over the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys fall to 2-4. and four. What are they, six games up in the NFC East with the 2-4 and four record? Arizona Cardinals jump up to 4-2. and two. It's a big win, especially with what happened Sunday night. San Francisco getting a victory, moving up to 3-3. Three and three. The Rams dropping to 4-2. and two. So now the Cardinals are tied for second in the NFC West, and they are looking up at the 5-0 and oh Seattle Seahawks, who had a bye this week. Seattle's coming into town to State Farm Stadium. There's going to be 1,200 fans in the stadium. Hoorah, which is what? 5% of what the card of what uh, Dallas Cowboys had in. Um, or no, yeah, 5%, something like that, what the Cowboys had at Jerry World on Monday Night Football. But this is a very good situation that the Cardinals find themselves in, Bo. Like, when we started, when we before the season started, this game was chalked up as a loss because obviously Dak Prescott, nobody expected the compound fracture that he sustained. If I would have told you that the Cardinals would be 4-2, and two, regardless of who they beat, coming home week 7 to host the undefeated Seattle Seahawks, what would you tell me if I told you that before the season started? I'd say I'd take it. I'd absolutely take it. I mean, I know that's under it's downplaying it a little bit, but, you know, they, they did. Let's not forget, you know, they had a poor performance against Detroit and they had a poor performance against Carolina, but yeah, you absolutely will take it. 4-2. and two, Got a chance to take on a division rival right before your bye week and gain some momentum, potentially give them their first L of the season. Now I know that Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, they just really like don't ever lose at State Farm Stadium. But when you look at the Seattle team, they're 
they're not, you know, you can you can beat this team. They 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 give up a ton of points. And I think that the Arizona Cardinals, if, if they can just kind of find some efficiency, if they can find some rhythm that I still think that they're seeking, um, that they were able to kind of piggyback off of this defense on Monday night, that if they don't have that luxury, you know, can they get it together? Can they put it together? I mean, there was the 69-yard rush by Kenyon Drake at the end of this game to really pad his stats, and there was a big play to, to DeAndre Hopkins at the end of the game that made his stats look good, and you know, you mentioned Kyler Murray he had the big 80-yard touchdown pass to, to, to Christian Kirk. And, you know, the, the numbers look better than I think they were. This was a defensive win for the Cardinals, but they were able to take advantage. And they they are, I will say this about the offense, is they, they are taking care of business in the red zone. And, uh, you know, three for four tonight, I think they said like the last eight trips that they had going into this game, they had scored a touchdown. So they're taking care of business there. Um, but I, it's it's kind of like between the 20s, we're looking for more flow from this offense, and that starts with number one, and it also starts with uh, K two, your play caller. Uh, you know, it was a, it was a it was a bumpy start to as far as Monday night was concerned, and uh, I think that there needs to be you know early in, early downs, there needs to be some change, some adjustments made to where they're not staring down second and ten and third and long, and then you know we saw some deep balls go to Andy Isabella. I think he might have played himself out of some snaps uh, early on in the, in the game last night. But, you know, just looking for more rhythm out of this offense because when you do get in a game that's not a blowout like it was on Monday night, uh, that's more important to have that rhythm and be able to kind of keep that going and, and just be as consistent as we'd like to see from this offense. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Please subscribe wherever you can find your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, please. We uh, we want to build this thing up. You know, we want to do it organically. We we love Bone. I love doing this. And and nights like last night, really, I mean, they're nice when you can talk about mostly positive things. They're nice. And what Bone mentioned is true, though. Between the twenties, there's there's been some issues, and uh, we saw, I believe, the first series for the Cardinals lasted forty seven seconds. And it was a five-yard in to DeAndre Hopkins, which was incomplete. It was a run up the gut to Kenyon Drake, which gained no yardage. And it was a deep bomb down to Andy Isabella that Andy Isabella seemingly lost in the lights. And that's the time where if you lose the toss and you get the, and you get the ball in the first, the first uh, possession of the game, you want it to last more than 13 seconds. Because that's pretty much like Dallas won the toss and wanted to receive. I mean, it didn't really put the Cardinals in the, in, in the greatest place right away. And then, you know, I think there were five consecutive punts. It was, it was a brutal first quarter, but you're right. Aside from Kenyon Drake. So Deandre Hopkins had the 60 yard catch. Kenyon Drake had the 76 yard run and Christian Kirk had the 80 yard touchdown catch. Kyler Murray had 140 of his yards on two plays. And if you're going to play a defense like Seattle, who has Jamal Adams coming back from injury, coming fresh off the bye, you have Bobby Wagner, probably the best linebacker in the game still. You have K.J. Wright, the linebacking core. The, uh, uh, their corners Griffin. are getting better. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Shaquille Griffin is getting Quandre better. Diggs. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Quandra Diggs. Um, this is not a team that you can just hope 
for two or three long passes to get a victory. I mean, they've given up a lot of yards, but this defense is always... Their defense is kind of like the Cardinals' defense, where it's, you know, Patrick Peterson, just a younger version, Patrick Peterson and Chandler Jones. They have these staple names of guys that can always make plays, regardless of how porous they are by giving up the amount of passing yards they give up. Yeah, I mean, here, here's the thing. Here's the biggest difference is, one, Russell Wilson is not going to turn the ball over like we saw on Monday night. And two, yeah, I mean, the, the Seattle Seahawks defense has struggled this year, but they're not as susceptible or as susceptible as the Dallas Cowboys and, you know, the league's worst defense to the big play. And uh, I, it's just no way to make a living. It's no way for sustainable success to live and die off the big play. And I think that's why you and I are calling for the Arizona Cardinals to find some more continuity, some consistency as far as their play calling and rhythm. Uh, because, you know, Christian Kirk, 86 yards, it's not going to come off of two catches all the time. Same thing for DeAndre Hopkins, two catches, 73 yards. Uh, it, it's just that's no way to, 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 to really win games, especially when you're going to be in a tough division where defenses are a lot better than what we saw, you know, from Dallas on Monday night. It's just you want to see more consistent. And I think that Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray would agree with that. But th- that is pretty shocking that, you know, on two plays, he gets 140 yards of his passing. Kyler Murray did get it done with his legs tonight. I loved what I saw from him, uh, you know, w- where there was kind of a rough start. Some of the design runs did help this team at some point. I know it ended up uh, not getting points early on, but uh, it did kind of keep some drives going that necessarily would have halted. It was nice to see Kyler Murray keep it going with his legs, 10 rushes, 74 yards, and yet another store, score. Six touchdowns on the ground for Kyler Murray, which is uh, awesome to start 2020. Yeah, you, you just hope that, and, and, and there's no uh, indication that this is going to be the case. You just hope that he doesn't get to a point where he looks at one or two receivers in the progression then takes off. Like, that's something that is a true playing with fire situation that, you know, other teams that have quarterbacks that are, that are you know, uh, that move a lot like Josh Allen. Josh Allen's a brick house. Josh Allen's 6'5", 230. Uh, Lamar Jackson, obviously bigger than Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is the most self-aware quarterback when running the ball, I mean, in the NFL. I mean, I think that's pretty safe to say where he'll slide a couple yards early. I guess Russell Wilson is kind of in the same camp, but you don't want to rely on Kyler Murray for all of your offense. There was a there was a play last night that I was kind of shocked where he kind of laid a shoulder into a Dallas defender at the end of a play. I was like, ooh, I've, I've never, I haven't seen that before. I kind of liked it, but there's no way that uh, there's no way Kyler Murray can start you know lowering shoulders and and uh, the, you know giving punishment to opposing defenders. There's no way to make a living, but it was kind of cool to see. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's for sure. It just his arm is too good. I mean, he it's not Kyler Murray doesn't have inaccuracy issues like Josh Allen where Josh Allen just hucks it and hopes his receivers get under it. And he's been a lot better through four weeks. Uh, not so great his last two games, but Kyler Murray when given time still has that pinpoint accuracy that we've seen at times. Now people are, like naysayers will say, well, he did overthrow Christian Kirk a little bit. Christian Kirk made a fantastic. That's the iconic Football coaches say if the ball hits your hands, you got to catch it. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Christian Kirk did. And he caught it in stride and it was great. Um, but I just, I don't think we'll see it get to that point. 
But if the Cardinals get down in games and Kyler thinks he has to do everything, that's where turnovers and injuries happen. And I just don't want the Cardinals to ever put him in a situation like that. Yeah. It is. Uh, I do have to ask this question before we get out of here. Is we, we were at because at the end of the Jets game last week, it was the DeAndre Hopkins big touchdown catch, and we're like, man, where's that big play been mm-hmm. all season long? And then you know, last night we get you know three big plays. You know, the two Kyler Murray passes, one to Hopkins, one to Christian Kirk, and the other one to he was the Kenyon Drake run. Do you think that we should be? looking for more big plays from this offense or is it more like what we've been asking for as far as more just uh, rhythm and flow? Well, it's interesting. I mean, you got, you can do it one of two ways. You keep the secondary honest by saying, we're going to throw over the top of you all the time, just like Kansas city does. And I think the Cardinals have, they have the burners to do it. They have the DeMarcus Robinsons, the Miko Hardmans. They have Andy Isabella and Christian Kirk. They can do that. Or, do you set the run up and it allows for play action where you don't necessarily need to throw over the top as much because you're, you're keeping the second earth and third level of the opposing uh, team's defense honest by being able to run the ball. I don't know what's more efficient. Obviously history would say the latter of running the ball first and keeping the secondary honest that way is more efficient, but who knows if Kyler Murray has two or three seconds in the pocket and Christian Kirk can get behind somebody who cares? Just huck yeah. it. I mean, at this point, like, look at what look at what Carson Palmer did with John Brown, J.J. Nelson, and Jerron Brown. Not only were they burners who could catch the ball, except for J.J. Nelson and Jerron Brown. I guess we're only really talking about John Brown here. Um, but the amount of pass interference calls that are thrown, the, the flags that are thrown down the field with, you know, minimal to incidental contact is worth the risk sometimes. You know what? We'll talk about that tomorrow. Because it's a wrinkle in the offense that what if it becomes more than just a wrinkle? What if you look at Kansas City's model and say, you know, we're going to throw it. And chances are the balls that get thrown that far don't get intercepted. You would think that Kyler Murray would either overthrow them or be completed or just not intercepted. I wonder if that's something that should be maybe put a little bit more into the game plan for Cliff. It'll make it easier for him. You have the personnel to do it. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Another great win for the Cardinals, 38-10. And one thing I'll leave you with, Bill and I talked about this quickly uh, before the podcast, the Cardinals only scored eight more points last night than they did against the Jets. Otherwise, the score would have been exactly the same. And we got the outcome month from Monday night, from last night, that we thought we were going to get from the Jets game. It was just nice to get one before heading home to play Seattle. We will talk to you tomorrow, Locked on Cardinals.